Hello and welcome to the Sailorville Church Parenting Podcast. Our goal is to partner with parents to find biblical solutions to real-life issues. Hello and welcome to the Sailorville Church Parenting Podcast, episode number two. I am your host, Jared Leonard, and I am joined by my beautiful co-host, Alyssa Leonard. Merry Christmas, everybody. And joined here with us as well, we have TJ and Megan Meyerhold. Say hi. Hello, everyone. Hi. Oh, man. We are so excited about today's topic. It is keeping the focus on Christ at Christmas. And this is just such an important topic for our families to really be focusing in on this time of year. We're really excited to, to, uh, to, be, to be doing that, to ta- tackle this topic. Yeah, and just before we start, parents, we just want to give you a quick heads up. We're going to talk about um, the S word here in just a second, Santa. So if you <laughs> want to pop in your earbuds or listen to this a little bit later when your kids aren't around, this is your notice right now. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So, at, well, we're just going to start right now. That's that's our first, our first topic we're going to talk about. Um, we know that Christmas is all about Jesus. Um, but what should we do about Santa? What should we do about Santa? He's everywhere. What are some ways that Christians can handle Santa? Well, what are some ways that they do? Or some ways you do handle it. Yeah. Sure. You know, the other day we were talking about this in our small group a little bit, and we had the whole realm from people that were totally bought into Santa for a number of years, Mm -hmm. all the way to the other side of I didn't even know who Santa was until I went to preschool, right? <laughs> because yeah. g- because the world's going to tell you about Santa. He's going to yep. tell you the story. And so we really saw that and and saw that there's just this this growth of you can't get around it, right? It, yeah. They're surrounded mm-hmm. by it. Mm-hmm. And if they and so what we looked at and, and Megan will kind of jump in here, but what we looked at is is we've always looked at Santa as pretend. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Kids love pretend. They love to dress up as firefighters and, and that, but we've always coached them and Santa's just pretend. So, Yes, and I mean, we need to clarify too, we're happy to be here. We are not experts on any parenting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Certainly not this one. Uh, so this is tricky. People do it differently. Um, right. and, and we're not here to say this is the way you have to do it. But um, we have kind of just said from the get-go, Santa Santa's pretend. Mm-hmm. Um, but they love to pretend and even our six year old still will kind of look at us this year with kind of wonder in his eyes about Santa. And, um, like you said, DJ, it, it is all around. The world teaches them about Santa right. in a variety of ways right. all the time. And at school, other kids are talking about Santa. So, uh, we've tried to just kind of be low key about Santa, just not really talk about him too much. Um, but but kind of pretend too if they um, want to talk about it. Just ask what do you, what do you think? You know, if they come with a question, how does it? How is it that Santa goes around the world and delivers presents to everybody in one day? Or how is he? We don't have a chimney. How's he going to come? Uh, I have maybe that. answer with a question or say, sure. well, the stories say this or legend sure. has it that Santa does this, but. I, deep down, I, I do hope that they know that it is pretend. We yeah, have sure. said that. But every kid, it's like they love to pretend, but they kind of wonder, right. is it real? Is right. it pretend? 
Yeah. Well, and like TJ was saying too, I think I've heard it said this way that if we don't disciple our kids, the world will. So it's important to ask our kids. I think you're kind of getting there too, of like, ask your kids what they think. Mm -hmm. Even if you're not talking about it at home, they're probably hearing it somewhere or they're seeing it on a movie or, you know, it's really is hard to avoid. So I think that conversation is really important. I think maybe one of the other things that's helped us is the story of St. Nicholas. Yeah. Um, there's a Veggie Tales. Yeah. Uh, I forget what it's called. The Giffing. A story, story of, of joyful, joyful giving. And that's been really helpful too. Just there is a there was a guy. Yeah. And this was his story, and he mm-hmm. was a giver, and and um, just so they understand some of that part of it too. We yeah. do tell him it's a secret too. Yeah. The, this is kind of a secret or surprise about Santa that he's pretend, and yeah. and it's not for you to tell other kids. Right. Secret. Yeah, that's good. That's a good point. You don't want to be those kids ruining Christmas for every other family. And (laughs) (laughs) but at the same time, yeah. Um, What what does the Bible have to say about Santa or does it have anything to say about Santa and how we should handle that? I mean, the first thing that comes to mind for me is the Bible tells us not to lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Says that in a lot of places. Says that Satan is the father of lies, so I don't want to be like him. It, you know, it's one of the command ten commandments, do not lie. It's multiple times in Proverbs tells us not to lie. Says that God hates lying. So I think that is something that we we don't always think about and our culture tells us it's okay to yeah. lie, that there are certain times that it's okay. And so we have to be really careful. Am I lying to my kids mm-hmm. about this in the in the name of fun? Yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily the right approach. Yeah. Yeah, that's one way to do it. And if you uh if you're really struggling on telling your kids that there is no Santa, you can just you can just let Pastor Pat tell you. Famously here a, a couple uh, several years ago, just from the pulpit, here's what Pastor Pat said. There's no Santa. <laughs> oh man there you go there you go let's say too the world does love the idea of santa right this nice man who Mm -hmm. rewards you for being good uh kind of judges people for for not being good and i think it 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 is an opportunity to talk to your kids uh, compare santa to god sure you know god is real god is true he gives gifts. He's yeah. the giver of good gifts, and he has given us the gift of salvation despite us being bad. Yeah. Our sin uh, has not kept him from giving us the gift of yeah. Jesus. And yeah. Romans 6.23 is, is a verse your kids probably have heard too. It's a free gift. Yeah. Yes. It's undeserved. Um, has There's no little elf sitting on your shelf mm-hmm. telling God, uh, not to give you Jesus. That's yes. perfect. Yeah, Santa's a great opportunity for the gospel. And that's a that's a great tie-in actually to the next question here that we have is, do you have any special Christmas gift traditions? You know, a few years ago, our boys started to get into an age where we would have them buy gifts for each other. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, taking three boys to Target <laughs> oof, is a little brutal with a whole <laughs> store of, uh, of toys. And so... Yeah. But, but what it did is it forced them to start thinking about others. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's been a really fun thing. And we've, we've even, we've done a, there's a, probably a whole money conversation to podcast to have for the kids, but um, also have them spend some of their own money with that. Mm-hmm. And that's really been impactful for them. And uh, so that's kind of one of the traditions that we've done. Um, yeah, we've done years. that one too. That's good. Other than that, we don't really have a tradition about 
what gifts I've heard some people do. Like my sister's sister's family does something you want, something you need, something to wear, something to read. Um, we don't, we haven't started a tradition like that. How about you guys? We do something similar. Um, it actually started when I was a kid. My mom did this. And so we do it now with our girls is we do three gifts. So they represent the gold, frankincense, and myrrh that was given to Jesus. So the gold gift is um, something that is expensive and valuable. Gold is. And so it's something that our kids really, really want. Maybe something more expensive or maybe just something they have asked for um, that's really high on their list. Like last year, it was a trampoline. It was. They oh, really wow. wanted one. Yep. So, <laughs> so that's, that's what, the, what that was got. their gold gift. They shared it. It was a big thing. Um, and then the the frankincense gift, frankincense was a perfume or an incense, and it the scent would fill the room. And so the frankincense gift is something to share because it was something that everybody in the room could smell. So it's something yep. that they can share, whether that's a game or um, some kind of experience or something that everybody can do together. And then the myrrh gift, myrrh was a burial oil, and so that was a really practical gift for Jesus, um, picturing his burial and death and resurrection. And so that is something practical that we give to our kids, whether it's clothes or socks or um, a toothbrush, I don't know, something like that. We kind of think of something practical that they can get yeah. to kind of represent really those things and remind us of the Christmas story of Jesus. Yeah, it's been a great way for our family just to be reminded of the true reason of the season and even on Christmas morning. And it helps us kind of think through our list of what we're going to buy and say, okay, we don't actually need to buy that thing. It doesn't really fit into one of these categories or maybe save something like that for a a birthday gift Mm -hmm. or something like that. So Mm -hmm. it's really helped us with that. Okay, next next question. What are some ways that families could give to others maybe less fortunate than themselves during this season? What are some ideas, TJ? Yeah, we've got a number of thoughts that we've done there. Our, our, both of our families were big into just giving in service uh, mm-hmm. during this time of year, and that's a tradition we kept with our kids. So um, looking for ways you can give to other family in need. So uh, a lot of times we'll do like those angel tree things, the mm. boxes, uh, have kids kind of think through those things. Yeah. Um, we also really incorporate our small group uh, with this. Yeah, and cool. a number of years ago, uh, we were in a small group with Josh and Steph Anderson and and um, Nancy Craigle worked at a uh, place called Child Surf. Mm. And Child Surf is a place where kids uh, can't be with their own families because of medical needs. And, um, and so we went Christmas caroling. And so we, mm. we took our troop of 25 kids oh, uh, awesome. there and they made cards and they made food. And I'll tell you, those kids and those um, workers there just lit up. And yeah. it was just so much fun. And then we've gone yeah. to the Sailorville Saints and kind of done some of the same things there in houses and in, in maybe nursing homes and mm-hmm. some of the other places. So we've really, really enjoyed that. And our kids have just always looked at that as a, as a tradition that we've done. Uh, that's a lot of fun. So, mm-hmm. um, it's a few things that we've done. Um, a couple of years ago when VBS got canceled, um, yeah. our boys were devastated. Aww. And so, um, we did a thing in our backyard, we called it backyard Bible club, but, um, following up from that it was in July, following up from that, we did kind of a, uh, neighborhood outreach type of a thing through yeah. uh, the story of the candy cane and a craft that came with that as well. So re- using it as a time to reconnect with neighbors after you've kind of been in the house for the last two or three months uh-huh. um, was kind of a key thing too. And it's an opportunity to, to connect with people. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah Hoppy Lobby has this, those little craft kits mm-hmm. and um, we just attached 
the story of the candy cane that tells the story of the gospel, really. Mm-hmm. The white representing Jesus's perfect life and the red of his blood and the J is for Jesus or upside down. It's a staff for the shepherds. And mm-hmm. it was a, it was a practical way to reconnect with the neighborhood kids yeah. at Christmas and give a little message to um, and even just giving homemade cookies. Our boys love to to deliver the plates to neighbors and yeah. um, ring their doorbell and classic get that but uh, really cool really cool to do that we've gone caroling to our neighbors yeah and and we always take an invite to our christmas eve services here Mm -hmm. at church along with some treats of some kind um and we have neighbors that always cry every year when we go and they cry they just love it our neighbors who have said we've never had anybody carol this is so cool yeah so it's kind of a lost art almost um i was thinking too like with our new heart for des moines ministry you could really pick one of those things and talk to the coordinators of that and see like, what could we do at mm-hmm. Christmas to help out with your ministry? I'm sure there are lots of things that could be done. Yeah. So that's another thing to think about. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. Well, let's get back to some more traditions, family traditions. What are maybe some Christmas season traditions that your family has done to help keep the focus on Christ at Christmas? We kind of talked about maybe gifts, but, um, do you have any any other traditions beyond what you've already covered? I know you guys already talked a little bit about going caroling. Mm-hmm. Any other traditions during the Christmas season? Well, there are so many ideas out there yeah. for Advent, and I feel like you could just go on Pinterest or Instagram and see a million things you could do, mm-hmm. right? One thing that we do, um, I got this idea from my sister's, uh, we have a lot of books around. I mm-hmm. used to be a teacher, so I have a lot of picture books, a lot of Christmas books. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. we take 25 books, wrap them up. This is book books we already have. And before before December 1st, wrap each book up, and then um, they have a book to open for Advent leading mm-hmm. up to Christmas. And just to insert some scripture in there, I had found a, a thing on on Pinterest that had a verse leading up to Christmas uh, for each day. Mm. So I just attached uh, one of those cards to each Mm -hmm. book. And so, and we've had to write each child's initial on a book so we know whose turn it is to open the book. Uh, And then they read that scripture out of their Bible too. And it's very short. It's good because they love to open the book. The open, it's like opening a present, even though they know it's a book we already have. (laughs) But I tuck those away um, and only bring them out at Christmas. And if you don't have a Christmas book, it could be a book about giving or just a Christian book, or Mm -hmm. we maybe even have a couple books about Santa in there. Um, but it's, it's been a really good, good way to, we, we, the boys want to make time to do that. They often are the ones to remind us, Oh, we need to do the book. Um, even that we get behind on and sometimes (laughs) we have to read two or three one night to catch up. But, um, the whole, the whole spirit of Advent too, I, we need to talk to our our boys more about that too. Why we do that? It's yeah. a it's the period of waiting. We're waiting in anticipation for, um, just like the Israelites did, mm-hmm. waiting for the arrival of, of the Savior. And we still are waiting, right? We're waiting for the second coming of Jesus, and mm-hmm. and this is a picture of that. Yeah, yeah. Advent. There's so many resources out there. Oh I mean, you, yeah. you've got ideas. There's um, 
several that we have used different ones with our kids. There's even the one that we offered here at Sailorville this year by the Chandlers, um, the Advent family devotional. Yeah. What it's it's been really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's lots of ideas. We'll put some ideas in the show notes too of some resources that we recommend. Cause that, like you said, there's so many so out there many. that I feel like our parents often I've had conversations and they're just overwhelmed. They're yeah. like, I don't mm-hmm. know which one to do, which one is good. What should I pick? And so many of them too, it's hard because if you get behind a couple days, mm-hmm. yeah, you feel like you have to do four days and yep. one night and mm-hmm. gets down. Yep. <laughs> this is all we're doing for the right. evening is catching up on our advent. But yeah, I think there's grace for that too. If you have to finish yes. in January, that's okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. We're or still, we can year. still keep going. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's really good. Well, um, what about Christmas morning? Um, what are maybe some traditions you have? Christmas Eve, Christmas morning that really help keep that focus on Christ. Yeah. One of the traditions my grandma had was, uh, she'd always get all the grandkids together and we did a birthday cake for Jesus. It was a, uh, angel food cake, uh, fittingly, <laughs> right. And everybody get yeah. around and sing, sing, uh, birthday, uh, sing happy birthday to Jesus. Yeah. And, and that's just always been, and we've continued that now with our kids, uh, a number of generations now, but, uh, just been a fun, uh, kind of a unique thing, um, that, that, uh, has been a lot of fun over the years. We have acted out the nativity too with cousins that's that's pretty fun it's always a blast um just reading the christmas story um that's in the in the picture book wrapping up the picture books day 25 is a little golden book of the christmas story but you could read that right out of the bible or sure from a storybook bible yeah that's something we've always done my family did as kids jared said his family did that as kids reading the christmas story and i remember too my grandma had it memorized and so we'd sit down before we opened presents you had to hear Mm -hmm. from luke too the christmas story and she had it memorized so someone would read it and then you could try to quote it along and that always i wanted to be like my grandma i wanted to have it memorized too that just sounded so cool that she had it all Mm -hmm. in her head yeah yeah, that's that's our family did too. Yeah, we always would just listen or sit down and you know, you're so excited to to open presents, you're really excited, anticipation of everything, but we would sit down and say, Hey, the real reason of why we're celebrating is is Jesus Christ and what he's done for us mm-hmm. and coming and he's the greatest gift um of all. So Yeah, any other thoughts, Christmas things that we help us keep the focus on Christ? One of the things to touch on, and, and it's kind of this idea of more is caught than taught with kids, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And and with the meaning of, of, you know, you can teach or tell your kids all sorts of things, but yeah. they'll think about it for about 10 minutes, if that, and then they're moving on to something else. Mm-hmm. But they really capture what you have. So if you're stressed during this season, you don't have your heart in the right spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know for me personally, I have to read the Christmas story every year yeah. in my own personal devotionals leading up to it. Because mm-hmm. otherwise you kind of get off center mm-hmm. you start chasing the periphery. And I think just as a parent, uh, to continue to think about that and, and keep yourself uh, focused on where the real focus is of Christmas. Absolutely. That's such a great reminder to us. Um, I Even just this morning, before we recorded this, I was like, I'm going to go back, I'm going to read Luke 2, just to remind myself and recenter, refocus on on why why do we really celebrate this season? It is easy to get sidetracked and gift giving and purchasing and all the business and the parties and the everything else. But yeah, kids watch us, you know, they're, they're going to watch us and they're going to 
they're going to see what is really truly important to us. And so keeping that focus yourself is super important during this season. So, yeah, I think it's in the little things too. It's in the way that we decorate our homes, especially, um, what are, what are we putting up? Do we have nativity scenes up? Are there things that our kids can access the books we put out? Mm-hmm. You know, do we include books that talk about Jesus, the music that we play? I think it's really fun to play the fun Christmas songs, but I also really love the worship songs, the Christmas worship songs. Mm-hmm. And I try to play those when my kids are around too. And I want them to hear that and that those things are important. Um, just all of that, even those little, those little details matter. And our kids are, they're watching, they're catching on to those things. Yeah. It's this idea of being intentional, right? And what you're doing, how are you talking about Santa? How are you doing, how can you what are you spending your time on service-wise? What are you doing with other people? Mm-hmm. Those types of things. And just intentional. The, I'm sorry. Even the follow-up questions you can have with your kids after you serve or yeah. after you, mm-hmm. um, as you're opening gifts, talk about why why we do that. Why yeah. are you? Why are we doing all these traditions? And um, it's freeing, right? We mm-hmm. don't have to. There's no list of a no. prescription of what we have to do, but it's also convicting too to to be worshipful in our own hearts, to pass that along to our kids. Yeah. yeah. I think that is the biggest thing is talking to your kids, ask them good questions, explain things to them, talk before you do things, talk after you do it, ask what they thought about it, get their opinion. I think our parents might be surprised at what their kids know and in the conversations that they can have with them. Um, and I think too, just to encourage our parents, um, like we said, we're not experts. We're not doing all of these things perfectly. We're not no. doing all of these things. No. Like, <laughs> no. These are just <laughs> we ideas. We don't have time. But, um, you know, pick some things. Think about your own Christmas traditions. Pick some things that you maybe could change. What What do we need to take out? What can we add in and make them make it something you can do? Yeah, make are it the, doable. The best intentions are worthless if they don't turn into real actions. Yeah. We've got to do something. The thought that counts doesn't work with parenting. <laughs> the thought does not count. You have to do something. So just do something with your kids this Christmas. Talk about Jesus, um, whatever you can do. Yeah. Well, we have not exhausted everything there is to know about this topic, that's for sure. This is just the tip of, tip of the iceberg here, but... Um, that's why we seek to provide some further resources that kind of relate to this topic. And those will be available for you there in the show notes. So check those out for yourself. Take advantage of those. There will be all sorts of books and maybe even some podcasts and other things that you can listen to just as further resources for you. We hope that this short conversation has been helpful to you um, and just trying to keep that focus on Christ this Christmas season. Hope you'll join us next month. Our, uh, our next topic next month is family devotions, starting the new year with a Christ-centered focus. So really excited for that conversation. Hope you'll join us for that. Say bye, everyone. Goodbye. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Have a great Christmas.